Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast, the place where we lift the lid on all things Perth Wildcats in the midst of another enthralling NBL season. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West, and the man alongside me every week, Wildcats Vice-Captain and three-time NBL champ, Greg Hire. How are you, Greg? Absolutely fantastic. It's uh, oh, a long week between games, I guess, but mm. finally good to be back Um yeah, the Perth Arena on a Friday night. I'm not saying it's not good to play on a Saturday night. It's always nice to play at the arena, but I know there's it's a lot of fans. It's your standard time yes. slot, the Friday night. Yes, so uh, get back to normality, I guess. Uh, I can't wait. I know it's, I mean, I think it might be close to a sellout because I think it's the first one for the season. Mm-hmm. So hear that place rocking. And um, yeah, obviously uh, a disappointing result last up against uh, Brisbane, sorry. So uh, a chance to redeem ourselves, which will be nice. Some breaking news off the top. There's been multiple reports about Bryce Cotton <laughs> at training. We're recording. Yep. on early Thursday afternoon. You guys trained uh, this morning, mm. left practice early, sort of holding the right knee. What can you tell us about how Bryce is? Yeah, look, I uh, just gave him a, a little bit of a courtesy text just to see if he didn't want me to come over and uh, help yep. him elevate his leg okay. and ice. Okay. Um, but no, he's perfectly fine. Well, no, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be a bit sore. There's no doubt about that. I'm not going to lie, but he'll be fine. He's an absolute trooper and um, it's more of a preventative measure or anything. I mean, once, you know, the day before a training session, you're basically going through... Um, uh, opposition scout and, and just f- fine-tuning a couple of things. So as soon as the best player in the league uh, yep. has a little bit of a, a, an issue, you are, yeah, exactly right. You are let him rest. And, and to be honest, um, he's been, um, had a really, you know, his work like this week, he's an absolute workhorse. I think it might be a blessing in disguise just to give the, the little fellow a bit, um, some time off just mm. to uh, get ready for a huge weekend. Especially with that double header coming up, as you say, Friday and Sunday. Um, the other big Bryce story is his new hairstyle, <laughs> yeah, which we, we have to that? discuss. I mean, this Matching is like, hairstyles. This is a perfect point. <laughs> Podcast stories is what we exist to do. Yes. Bryce Cotton and also Tariko White with yep. the cornrows kind of Allen Iverson-esque yep. kind of hairstyle. Funny you say that. That is purely the motivation. Growing up, Bryce um, used to floss with uh, chorizo sausages. He had a massive gap in his teeth and his favourite player was Allen <laughs> Iverson. So he... Um, yeah, literally a little bit of motivation. It was kind of unique. I mean, one, as I was... Uh, I had this discussion. It's one, I think, it's a little bit of a bromance just um, mm. starting. I mean, you know, if Damian Martin and myself rocked up with matching hair, haircuts, you know, like there would be a lot of topic of you know be a topic of debate really um, for them to walk in uh, to weights on Monday morning with pretty much the same hairstyle. Um, and not being discussed um, just shows that there's a little bit of a you know a, a budding, budding romance between them or bromance but um, good on them um, it's a bit different I haven't seen cornrows for a, a very long time except uh, Kawhi Leonard from yes correct I mean Antonio, now it, Toronto. Uh, the last time I sort of saw them was like when I used to play uh, like 2k obviously don't do that with kids uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately now but when I do a creator player mode um, I'd have a you oh, trying for a real funky kind of yeah I'd, I'd have yeah. me with a sleeve like a, a tattoo sleeve and cornrows and, and headband and it's something that I would never wear in life but I'd yeah do but that. did you try it out in 2k to see what you might look oh, like course. and see if you could pull it off oh, and of then realise that you couldn't yeah no doubt okay. Tom Jervis obviously I guess last week tried to stitch me up told me this morning that I have to get cornrows uh, for charity which is definitely not happening <laughs> um, I mean maybe if we're talking in excess of $10,000 but I don't know how Tommy's putting that up but yeah interesting hopefully 
hopefully uh, they're streamlined and they're ready to go this I'm weekend. I'm sure they will be. What was the immediate reaction from the group when you guys saw Bryce with the, the new look and well, Tariqa, of course? Yeah, oh, he had a, he brought it up uh, a couple of days ago, was talking about it, him and uh, uh, Tariqa were, were having a little bit of a discussion and um, I sort of was like, are you guys getting cornrows? And they were like, yeah, but they sort of hinted it and I was like oh no, I know the perfect hairdresser and they just sort of ignored my comment because obviously they go to a particular barber and I go to another <laughs> one we don't get any I mean they go yep. in fresh fades and they're mm-hmm. um, yeah they're uh, you know they get different haircuts so for them to walk in yeah a bit of a surprise uh, Bryce had a do-rag in so a bit of an unveil we were sort of hedging like come on mate uh, let us know but, did he really? yeah yeah but he I think He's always been like that. People sort of... Um, the, uh, Bryce, uh, like, is meticulous with his hair. Like, even now, when before, like, before he um, like he combs it, he has this, like, like a sponge. I mean, people, I'm sure, can, if they want to tweet in or, like, message us, because, like, I, I mean, I always speak to Bryce. I'm like, what does that do? And he's sort of, well, like, he gets a fro, and then he wants to get some other stuff. It's So, so what is the sponge? The sponge gives uh, it a bit of lift, or it just tidies no, it up? No, I mean, I'm sure Clarissa behind the camera could help, <laughs> us, <laughs> help us out, but... Um, yeah, well, I honestly don't know what it does, oh, and and um, everything I ever say to Bryce, I don't think he takes it serious because I'm usually um, trying to have a bit of a joke with him. So, okay. but um, yeah, like uh, Reese and him have a really um, fond relationship. I was going to say, what was Reese's reaction to realizing that he missed out? Exactly, on, we on brought that up because he said that's his brother from another mother. Yeah, and so he was a bit, I think, um, upset. They didn't speak for the whole day. <laughs> um, um, and then he said, I'll, I'll go get mine tomorrow. Um, but I don't think he realises you need a lot of hair. Um, so, well, if, if Reese can pull it off, it's one guy that can. Uh, a flossing man. Um, but good on him. But, yeah, he, we we have a little bit of an in-house club thing that we do, tradition, where every single player uh, basically gives a... A biography of of, uh, of another player, um, and it's you know from your birthday to birthplace, family, siblings, and some unique sort of things about them, and it's a lot of fun because you hear some some things you would never hear about. Um, that's not on Wikipedia. You get real personal. And Reese walked in to introduce Bryce in a do rag himself. Um, obviously, Bryce put it on him. Um, he didn't know how to take it off, but I've never seen. It's quite amusing seeing a six foot nine guy who is one of the palest guys who yeah. gets sunburnt walking Very out pale. in his car um, <laughs> wearing a do rag. It's not something that you expect. Like I mean, Eminem is a guy that you're like, yeah, he he go, he's cultured like. Reese is not cultured mm. so like he tries to get a moustache he can't do it like he's he's trying to embrace everything in life I mean I love the guy but he's just a bit confused at the moment <laughs> old Reese, the Vanilla Gorilla Vanilla Gorilla <laughs> yeah. one of the great nicknames best nickname um, well, one, of the, one of the ongoing themes of the podcast is that Bryce is excellent at everything oh, he does in life and of he course. as per has pulled off the hairstyle yes. so if you haven't seen it yet you tomorrow soon night. will tomorrow yeah, night against go. Brisbane it'll be uh, good to see uh, we'll touch on the game from last week a really good win yep. over New Zealand you guys looked in a spot of bother to yeah. be honest obviously no Damo it's always challenging winning without him um, and then you were down seven or eight late yep. in the third quarter and then a really unlikely lineup that brought you guys yeah. back Sunday um, Detch obviously Reese Vague Clint Steindl caught yep. fire was five for five from yep. deep um, and then Jesse and Bryce as well who we know are quality how pleasing was it for you guys to see that lineup featuring three guys from your bench 
uh, not only pull you guys back in, but effectively win you the game in that last quarter. For sure. I think that Talatopia was exactly, it was such a tug of war for that whole time. Like they would have a, a couple, you know, four or six points and we might be ahead. And then Corey Webster goes up, you know, hits three mm. th- straight threes after yeah. we thought we did pretty well with him. But, um, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, you know, if he Clint, he was he was always going to have one of those games where he bursts out. He's been shoot, he's been shooting up exceptionally well this week. Um, again at training, and um, he obviously shot really well. His confidence is sky high, and, and good on him because he put a, a lot of work in. I know um, there's been a lot of criticism about his performance of the last year and a bit um, in terms of the season, and, and rightfully so. He had a, he had a fantastic game and just ex- exactly what we expected of him. So couldn't be happy for him and yeah I mean it was funny I was sort of speaking to Tommy because you're obviously sitting there and you want to get on and get the opportunity and you know you like um, but then you sort of looked at the group and you're like geez Sunday's just come in for an injury replacement Reese is you know a rookie and we, I was like our team is ridiculously deep like for us to have um, guys that don't have the expectation to not alone change a game but actually basically maybe win it take over again. yeah to come yeah. in and do that just shows how um, I guess talent laden we really are and it's tough like you, you, you are fighting for minutes like you're hoping to get on and you, you only have like a two three four minute burst where like if you haven't made an impact that's sorry unfortunately you're done next guy's coming in because someone will get the job done and, and, that, and that's a, a really positive thing and yeah you couldn't be stoked Reese. I think it's funny because obviously he's known as a guy that comes in impact straight away scoring like he'll let it fly I mean there might be some questionable shots but he has a confidence like and uh, you get that with young young fellas um, and he hit his first one and it got some clean looks but the th- pleasing thing I saw was his just activity um, on the defensive end like, I mean, yeah, yeah like I think he had we started I think he had maybe five or six deflections um, and really I guess you know when they had like, they had some good looks and, and he just was in the you know hands um, on passes you know hands straight up you know contesting shots and yeah you gotta love that from a guy like that and yeah it was definitely a, a really weird like scrappy sort of first three cores as you expect with New Zealand that's how it's gonna be they wanted to be physical and mm. Um, but yeah, to sort of the floodgates sort of open with obviously some shots from Clint and Mitch. I think hit one at the end, near the end too was really nice and yeah, super stoked for Clint because he's yeah as I said before he's put in an, a huge amount of work and for him to get the success on a. On a at a, on the grand stage is, is, is quite nice. Yeah, I spoke to Clint uh, post-game. I'd, I really like speaking to Clint. He's very considered, um, you know, never never sort of spouts out a cliche. Yeah. He takes the time to think about what he wants to say and then says it. Um, and I was sort of asking about the challenges. That's such a tough role to come off the bench For and sure. have to do that because... All you, you know, the main thing you're getting judged on just by a, a basketball fan is you're paid to shoot threes and hit threes. Of course. And so if you miss your first one or two, it's perfectly natural to start thinking, oh, should I shoot the next one? Should I maybe pass it off? Is it not my day? But Clint sort of spoke about the challenge of having no conscience and just, yeah. and just having that mindset where the next one's going to go in. Um, that's the kind of mindset you need in that role, right? Of course. And I think we see, we saw that even last year. And you hear it. Like, there's 13,000 fans. Like, when, like, I remember moments last year or even at the start of the year, like, if he misses a shot, like, you're hearing it. Because, I mean, we've had some shooters in the past and it's been, you know, like, your Drew Williamson's, your Everett Bartlett's, all these guys Eric that have Bitten. been, yeah, like, labelled snipers and mm-hmm. they're dead set shot uh, shooters. So there's an expectation, like, they're going to make every single shot. Like, um, 
Yeah, it's impossible. They're, you know, even if they shoot forty five percent, that's a great forty percent is, is a great yeah, clip. Yeah. So, yeah, Clint's gone in, and I think that's the biggest. We've we've been trying to add to that him, to him over the however long we've been with him is, like we don't care if it's you know, don't hesitate on an open look. That's when like you know you've lost a mental game. Like if you're a shooter and you have a hesitation of should I shoot that? Well, it, rarely is that shot going to go in because you've already you're, you've already lost it. And that's what we've seen him now at training is like some shots you're like, if that was anyone else, you'd be saying mate bring it in like rope it in because that's a horrible shot but when he's playing with this confidence and he's got that belief in himself that's the mental battle now he's winning and so yeah exactly right no conscious he came and that's he's saying I think his activity as well is going to start opening up for other guys because there was some times in transition like I'll be watching him and he's running from one side to the other and just um, you know going absolutely berserk to try and get um, the ball in his hands and that's pretty cool because you know if a guy is, is a bit low on confidence they're just standing in the corner and hoping they don't touch it unless they get the you know the option to shoot. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah as I said, it, it is good and it's great to see him have that no conscious mentality because that's what it is and it's tough because there is an expectation. You know, like I mean, this is the thing is you know Bryce is um, an MVP, so there's an expectation he's going to perform every single possession and every single game. And yeah, with Clint, threes are a thing that the crowd enjoys. You know, it's you know like before there's dunks and all that sort of stuff but you know sometimes it's a bit rare to get a dunk if you don't have an athlete so the next uh, I guess pleasing thing on the eye is someone shooting from you know, a long range and that's what uh, Clint can do and excites the crowd and when you've got a label yeah you've, you expect it to perform mm. yeah great to see him catching the ball setting his feet yeah, with confidence exactly right. and, and, and letting it fly um, I wanted to switch it up a little bit and change gears we obviously like to have a, a laugh on the, the pod yep. but we also talk about some serious stuff um, your work with a stitch in time yep. is known to a lot of people People. And you wrote a really good mental health piece uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe yep. a week and a half ago. Um, I'd urge people to go and check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, sort of talking about reducing the stigma around mental health issues and calling for better public education yep. from from sort of school level, child level. Can you sort of talk me through the the aim of the piece, the inspiration behind the piece, and and what kind of feedback have you got from it? Yeah, uh, how how did it all come about? It's the feedback's been tremendous. I've had um, been inundated with people that do suffer from a mental uh, illness or know someone that's struggling from um, you know mental health issue, and and just to try and get some little bit of support in that regard. So it's been really cool just to sort of advocate and you know some some just real basic sort of um, steps and to improve their overall mental health well being. And that's you know whether that's downloading an app like Headspace or to incorporate some mindfulness into your life or what I do is practice being you know for gratitude every single day. So a couple of those things, but um, you know I guess the 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 concept or why I wrote the article is I, I never suffered from a mental illness and haven't suffered one, and um, I sort of wanted to I guess have a relationship between you know people. There's no relationship between overall physical health and mental health, which but they are the, the exact same. Like I mean, if you don't, if you've got poor mental health, you're not going to have overall good physical health in in the end. And so my thing is, is like we go to a gym and we lift weights and we do all this sort of stuff to over to improve your overall looks and your body, which is something that's on the outside. But so many of us, when we have an issue inside, which is really important, like the brain is the most important muscle in in the body, right? Um, and if the brain's not healthy, nothing else functions. 
if you have an issue, like there's still that stigma associated with going seeing a doctor or a counsellor or a psychiatrist, whatever it may be, um, psychologist. Yeah, and so that was the, the premise behind the article is to encourage people to go, you know what, we, we have it a little bit... To me, the education is a bit backwards. Like you don't go... Um, you only go seek out mental health support when you're struggling. Um, we don't do any stuff towards in terms of preventative, and that's huge for me. Like, I mean, I look at it from an athlete perspective, and, I, and I've touched on it many of times. But like, I see a psychologist and and um, and seek feedback in that regard and that education because it prepares me for games. Like, it's not because I'm mentally ill. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I do that because. I don't. I put steps in place that, yeah, I don't suffer. I don't. I don't become anxious on the basketball court. Have, have I at times struggled, like in terms of dealing with the moment? No doubt. Like, have I been nervous? Like, of course. But then I was like, I need to put things in place to be able to alleviate those concerns, and so I do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and the other side is to it is, you know, there's still a massive stigma associated to it. I mean, if I if I went to um, unfortunately, I'll say this. If I went to the coach, uh, Trev, and I obviously admire him, and I went to Troy, the CEO, and said, yeah, look, um, I think I'm struggling. Um, you know, I would like some time off, or, yeah, look, I'm not sure if I'm, you know, or I just need, you know, that. Obviously, my, my performance is going to be um, compromised. I would think that come an off-season on a contract negotiation, if there's two guys that are on level playing levels uh, talent wise there's no doubt the person that has pretty good uh, mental health well-being would be chosen over me just because no and no I'm not saying yeah obviously there's concerns around that but that's that's stigma really in, in a way um and so yeah so it's sort of trying to educate people to to open up one or also to to go seek um their friend and to ask those those questions or to check in because everyone has ears and the beautiful thing about ears is they can listen and they can and they don't have to judge and and provide an opinion so many of those times it's about just being there for someone providing a little bit of support providing um someone just to, to talk to i think that's huge you know and so yeah that article has been massive i mean i was lucky enough look i had a guy that hit me up on twitter just wanted to to talk to me and um one, I retweeted it and telling him how much, one, never um, never compromise your self-worth. I think, you know, like as an individual, yeah, you struggle. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, if everyone ever, anyone has ever uh, thoughts or negative thoughts that could, you know, obviously put their own welfare in jeopardy, yeah, like I wanted to retweet that. And then hopefully there was like a lot of people liking that comment and a lot of people engaging with that conversation because I want him to go, there's strangers that actually valued what was said. Mm -hmm. And so if he ever feel, feels compromised, he can look back and then go, mate, there are strangers that actually, yeah, took time in their life to, to like that or whatever and actually show concern and, and some care and I would argue strongly that any other person if someone went if I went to you and we didn't know each other and I said I'm struggling your natural uh, tendency is to you know is obviously to show concern and to do something um, and so that's a, that's the beautiful thing about social media in a way there's obviously a lot of negative things but that's where strangers can connect and you can you know obviously change people's lives yeah I think that's a really great point about um, getting rid of that stigma if you're if you're watching a basketball game and someone blows out their knee you don't look at them and say oh they've got a weak body it's just something that happens Correct. whereas if someone has mental health issues you shouldn't look at them and say that person's weak or they're soft or whatever it is yeah. it's just something that they're going through
Well, I um, think, and this is the thing that I, I, I one of the biggest things I, I always, and I want to make these presentations, like, you know, when I won Western Australian Youth of the Year Award, which as a 30-year-old, it's nice to, to know that you're still young. But <laughs> Nice to have youth in there, yeah. Yeah, to, I, 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 I asked the room at that time to put up their hand um, if they had, you know, obviously there was a lot of athletes in the room, like Mark McGowan, I know he does run, but I asked uh, people in that room whether they had sprained an ankle, torn a muscle, done ligaments, whatever they'd done, done any injury, right? And you obviously had a room full of people put up their hand and say, yep, yeah, uh, I had, um, I have. And then I, uh, the next question was, okay, have can the can people in the room please put up their hand if they've ever suffered from mental illness? Um, now, yeah, there was obviously a lot of hands went up, but like that that situation there where people feel um, concerns about raising their hand, that stigma, like because they they're going to be judged by their peers, because and, and that's what you're trying to change, right? You're trying to change that perception. You you want people to go. Hey, yeah, I, I was depressed at one time. Oh, I still am depressed, you know. I, I suffer anxiety. Yeah, I've, you know, PTSD. Whatever, whatever um, element there is. I mean, there's no issue behind it. But yeah, and but you know, that's that situation there is one of the most daunting things. Like you can feel the atmosphere of the room just change because there's like, mm. oh, who's looking at me? Do I want to put it up? Do I want? And that's and that stigma in a nutshell, right there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we'll touch on the weekend that you guys have got coming up. Brisbane at home on Friday, as we mentioned, and then the Hawks on Sunday on the road. Um, you guys gave up 101 to Brisbane, yeah. which I'm sure is fresh in the memory, and For I'm sure. sure is something that you've looked at this week um, when you played them a, a couple of weeks ago. How do you go about addressing that? And also, I wanted to raise Ruben Tarangi. Mm. I reckon he's the league leader in wide-open oh. three-point attempts, and he's been hitting plenty of them, uh, a most improved player candidate. For sure. How do you stop these guys from getting open looks and getting good shots? Yeah, we look, we watched the video today, I think at the end of the uh, first quarter, last four minutes or three minutes. I mean, they put, I think, 16 points us and on three minutes, and they scored 36 and a quarter. And mm-hmm. they lead the league in three points made, I think. And, um, yeah, they... It's shown when they win games, I think they shoot above 50% from the three-point line. And I think you've got Cam Glidden and Ruben Tarangi in the top five for three-pointers made. Um, one, I think Adelaide had a level of disrespect for Tarangi. They do that. They challenge uh, individuals, players to to shoot those shots and he, he rightfully punished yeah. them. Like he was... You live and die ex- by Exactly right. He was exceptional. And then Cam Glidden, who I think has been very, very good. I think he's increased his scoring output from 13 at Cairns to about 20 um, at Brisbane. So he's he's obviously playing with a lot of confidence. So for us, yeah, definitely for us, we need to chase uh, uh, their shooters off the line. I mean, not only you've got Tarangi, you've got... Uh, Gibbo shooting, I think, above 40. You've got Kade, who hasn't been unreal so far, but he's, you know, he's a guy that's capable of setting it a lot. And, and Holt, um, you know, maybe a guy a little bit down on his confidence, but has also shown a guy that can shoot the ball exceptionally well too. So, yeah, definitely for us, it's all about the defensive end. Like, you know, you're not going to win too many games, you know, uh, with an opposition scoring 101 points. And it, it was... You know, for us, it was disappointing. They got challenged uh, publicly by their leaders um, to, to to be physical, and they responded in the right manner. And that's what you want as a as a as, as basketball players, as professional basketball players. And for us, it was disappointing that we, you know, we I spoke about it on the podcast. I spoke about it, you know, to the group beforehand. We didn't do it in the right manner. We knew we were going to get punched in the mouth, and we just didn't respond. You know, so yeah, for us, it's got to go back down to defense. Um, yeah, that's been the one game all year. We've been pretty poor defensively. We've obviously been pretty happy with all of our outputs so yeah it'd be good to sort of rectify that sort of leads us into one of our Twitter questions from Nick Tan who's one of our favourites after Saturday New Zealand players mm. complained some New Zealand players complained about the foul count publicly on Twitter 
we never see our guys doing this. Do the cats have a social media policy, or is it a reflection on the type of people we recruit, or both? I'm guessing. What, yeah, it's a what? it's a bit of, it's a bit of a mixture of both. And I, I like saw it, and I just sort of shook my. I was like, there's been games where I've absolutely no doubt been disappointed um, by referee decisions, but never have I once thought it's a smart decision to do that, like to mm. criticise on one. You're emotional. Like, let it subside for 24 hours, and if you yes. still feel that way strongly yes. about it, go ahead. But I think it's also a reflection of the culture of the team. Like, don't make excuses um, for us. Like, yeah, there's no doubt there's been games that may have been decided by a referee. Um, but hey, like, if you're starting to put onus on other outside factors, yeah, I think you get, you need to bring things in in, in house and um, yeah, worry about that. I mean, yeah, I. I'm glad guys don't do that. And there's no, there's been times imports have come in and they've been like, oh, pretty close. I mean, there's been some times I've been uh, felt jaded, but I think it's a reflection of the group and just to be a bit smart with that sort of stuff because yeah, once it's out there, there's a there's a high chance you may regret it. And mm-hmm. uh, as you know, I've always been on the uh, the belief if you know <laughs> let let, let sit things happen, like have a bit of a sleep on it. If you still feel that strongly <laughs> the same way. Yeah, go. But I, and as well as like I always be, if, if my question is like, if I feel like I will regret that decision, well, then it's definitely something I will regret. Like, I even ask, should I do that? Like, even media wise, yeah. like, should I say that? Now, I'm pretty sure it'll be a poor reflection of, of my character or the team's character or the organization's character. And that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, I feel like that's a great policy, even just in. <laughs> in life in, in oh, sort of our workplace like if you're hot about something right? yeah, <laughs> you just, just yeah. let it sit for a little exactly. while wait till you calm down a little bit look exactly. at it in a cold light of day exactly. I think that's a great policy um, crystal ball time last week I thought yeah, Corey Webster might get booed it didn't really nah. happen but then he started hitting shots and <laughs> yeah. people started worrying about it you had you said you were having a new handshake with Reese. did that happen? yeah it was but it's poorly done Okay, like, so yeah. this is so this is in when you're all getting introduced. Ah, uh, we we will talk about it pre-game, like yeah. So we we had just like a a little bit of a proper handshake, like there's more of an old. To, what it resembled what we were trying to resemble was like what two little girls and pigtails do on the playground <laughs> like you know that sort of chant I feel like um, we're talking about Reese's hairstyles just no, way but, too much on this show no now. but that was exactly like and then like even I got done and then Reese was like oh it was really bad I'm sorry and I was like hey it's okay we, we, we've got a few more games to progress so that's right it's early um, in the season so we've already, iron out these kinks exactly so we've already had a discussion first day of training we're like hey what about this the next week so we're, we're in um, so there'll but, be something for Friday yeah, night yeah, for fans yeah, to catch sure. on it's the first Friday night game, something special. So. Okay, fans, keep an eye out for Reese is coming and down Reece. in Wilbur. Okay. <laughs> It'll be actually Reese in the Wilbur costume. Um, my crystal ball for this week, I think we've got a great game on Saturday night yep. with Sydney taking on Adelaide. Um, I think Sydney's going to break their Adelaide hoodoo. Uh, they've lost twice to the 36ers early in the season, third meeting between these two teams. I think the Kings will turn it around. It's a genuine 50-50 in the eyes of the bookies. Um, and it's one of those real high-stakes games, mm. even though it's still early in the season. We're about a quarter of the way through the season. But if Sydney lose, they're 3-4. and four. There's pressure starting to mount. If Adelaide lose, they're 3-6. and six, oh, yeah. Which is, again, it's yeah. you can come back yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to come back from there, but it's not where you want yeah, to be after sure. nine games. So I think Sydney might get them and just put the Sixers in a bit of trouble. Well, I'm going to go with that on the same path. I don't really like bringing a little negativity, but I think there'll be a roster change by an import. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. You've been this. good with these in the yes. past. You yes, right. absolutely know one of these last time. year. I think maybe as I walked out, like we sort of were messaging <laughs> and you're like, uh, did you know something or not? But no, I, I just think there's a... It's at that point in the season yeah. um, 
yeah, where, yeah, like it's, as you said, like a, a team could be sitting at three and six and going, do I need to make a roster mm-hmm. move? And um, yeah, as, as close as this year is and so far, like I just, yeah, I think there's, um, yeah, the the league is, is just simmering at the moment. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of, yeah, so I'm going to put it out there. So hopefully, because I don't want someone to lose their job, but I just have that vibe. I've got that vibe. I was actually, before Crystal, before Alonzo G, uh, well, I basically was like, Alonzo G is getting released, and the next thing I said, personal matters, and mm. there you go. So yeah. I should have done it two weeks ago. And then Lamar Patterson came and brought his dog, dog with him. We've run out of time yeah, to talk geez, about it. Jeez, that's another um, show and a half. <laughs> Cut, <laughs> custom issues. In a, in a couple of words, will there be any trash talk towards Lamar Patterson oh, about his no, dog? Not for me, court. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like it might We've got to get out of here. Greg, best of luck for the weekend. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. And uh, to our listeners, stay tuned to Perth now and the West. We'll chat to you next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now, your home of sporting action from home and abroad.